0: Welcome back to the Blind Side Rewind. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by my buddy Justin Baxley. Justin, what's going on, my man? Wow.
1: What a what what a, what a double double cam pop. That's a first. That's it a might... first in history. That's that might be a first double cam pop in the history of the podcast. Which it was it was beautiful. Please correct me if I'm wrong which I know you will anyway. Is this 100?
0: This is 99. It was supposed to be 100, and we... We goofed it up. We skipped a week.
1: Damn. Well, we did the double cam pop for no reason, folks. Double um, cam
0: pop on 99. Like, that's a double double number episode. All
1: right, we'll, we'll go with that. That makes a ton of sense. Um, doing well, man, getting ready for the holidays and such. Um I, I I will go ahead and i'll I'll steal your gimmick real quick. Um, you know what I'm drinking on probably uh, I got a a thing of the Blake's hard cider uh,
0: oh yes, triple, I do know what you're drinking.
1: The triple jam um, I picked it up at my local <laughs> fresh market uh, you know that's where you go to get your uh, all your alcoholic beverages. Fresh uh, market's
0: got a good selection of stuff
1: they really do it's it was I was impressed. Um, there were a lot of solid, like, man, this probably is that, that place Jeremy goes carriage Hills. Uh, is that right? That's what it's called, right? Carriage
0: okay. Hills and growler spot, but growler spot Grawler. is in the carriage Hills shopping center. So got
1: So I figured like some of the stuff they had over there, I was like, this is, this probably belongs at carriage Hills, not at a fresh market, but no, the
0: fresh market's got a good, good selection.
1: Yeah, they do. And it's closer to the house. Um, so that it is what I'm drinking on what you got tonight.
0: This is called Rhinestone Rancher.
1: Yeah, it is. There we go.
0: It's by Prairie Artisan Ales. Uh, Prairie Artisan Ales is based out of. I can't find it. I can't find it. Anyway, Justin, this is delicious. Do you like sour apple? I do. This this tastes like a sour apple jolly rancher.
1: Interesting. It is. Is it a, is it a sour? It is. It is, it is delicious. What's it called?
0: Rhinestone, Rhinestone Rancher.
1: Rhinestone Rancher. I might have to look for that.
0: And I can't find where Prairie is based out of. So
1: I think I think Blake's is out of Michigan.
0: Uh, this one's out of Oklahoma. I found it. Okay. So like,
1: very very good, very good beer. Oh uh, the thing on the box for this one said a different like place, but like I'm ninety eight percent certain it's out of Michigan because I got a friend that lives in Michigan, and she told me when she's like, oh y'all have Blake's down there. That's right up the road from me, and so. I'm 90% certain, yes, the percentage keeps going down, that Blake's is out of Michigan, but I could be way wrong. Uh, Jeremy is used to the, this. He is He's the king of knowing where things come from. Speaking of knowing where things come from, Survivor and those editors knew how to find things for through threads this season. They knew where they were coming from. Buddy, that, that, was the, that was the reachingest segue you have ever done. They were reaching in their bag is what they were doing. <laughs> the, okay. <laughs> well, that's that, that's better, I guess. That was, that was rough, buddy. I didn't know where I was going.
0: I uh, didn't I, either. I, I, well, I knew where you were going. I just couldn't figure out how you were going to get there. I was like, I why, why I'm I'm the... am I the king of knowing where things come from? And <laughs> you had to lie to set up your segue. So, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> But anyway, you know, yeah.
1: you do you know where the like your beers come from. I don't. I'm it's, I struggle with because it's on the can. I don't just know. <laughs> I assume that was like some like super knowledge that you had of like no, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the can. <laughs> Is it on the can? Yes. Oh, mine's not on the can.
0: Well, this one, most of them are. Okay. All the ones I drink up. Oh, you are know coffee. what? It says Walcott, New York. <laughs> You just not again. <laughs> well, we are off to a roaring start on this. In case you didn't know, this is the finale episode for season 45. And like Justin so eloquently stated, uh, there were some wonderful through threads and arcs for this season. And one that was not, it was wonderfully told, but it was not wonderful for the contestant, was Jake. Um, It took me a second. My notes were as chaotic as anyone who knows me would expect my notes would be when I was actually taking notes about something. Um, My note for this was, Jeff ain't have to do Jake like that. And it took me a little bit to figure out what I meant when I (laughs) wrote that. Um, But what I was referring to is, this episode was the perfect cap to Jake's arc in the worst way. Because... Start of the episode, he actually wins the advantage, which I thought they Jeff talked like it was a small advantage that he would start with two of the beanbags in the basket. But we've seen plenty of times that those types of things where you have to throw three objects into a bag, like sometimes that takes a while. Um, if you're
1: bad at it, it, it mean it yeah. pretty much takes you out of the whole thing. And it's the kind of thing where, like, at least for me, if I hit that first throw,
0: probably going to hit two, three, because it's just I've, I've played enough sports that, like, once I nail that first throw, I can gauge what the next two are going to be pretty quick.
1: Yeah. But well, if it so takes – it, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if you're really, really good at throwing, it automatically means you're about to throw, like, twice and it's in a tent. Right. If you're really bad at throwing, it may take you 20 minutes to get through that core.
0: Because I have the muscle
1: memory from, from
0: throwing a lot. Of, you know, I've played baseball and basketball. played. I have the muscle memory of like, okay, that's – even if I can't judge that distance, you know, I, I can't say, okay, that basket is 13 feet away. I've got the muscle memory that if that basket took that motion, that basket's, you know, what, eight inches further, you know. I just need to put a little more zip on it. Oh, there it is. Um. But even if you're good at throwing, if that first mm-hmm. basket, if that first basket, if you have a little bit of trouble with it, you get the yips on that one, you could be there forever. And so I thought him getting that advantage was huge. Mm-hmm. But then he wastes the advantage by forgetting to pick up his key. And it wasn't just one of those where he ran away a few feet and had to come back. Dude climbed all the way up the wall, all the way up to the platform, comes back, has to come back down and get the key, catches back up with Austin. He's right there neck and neck. And then just overlooks a puzzle piece. And boy, those cameramen wanted us to notice and remember <laughs> that Jake forgot that puzzle piece. Even though, like, I don't think he was just one piece behind. Like, it was kind of one of those, like, even if he had that piece, the fact that he was, like, his six columns were pretty close. And that puzzle piece would have thrown him way off. Like, I don't know that that puzzle piece would have. I, I think Austin probably would have beat him anyway.
1: Um well, I was gonna ask on the key thing, and I—I I mean, I may be completely off on this. Did you get the feeling that he um, <clears throat> didn't remember until uh, Jeff said something really loud about like Austin has his key, and then about that time is when Jake went, oof, turns around and runs back down.
0: Oh yeah, I really did. I was like, when is he gonna realize he didn't pick up his key, and then. It, it, I
1: really do. I, I think you're right. But I think he heard Jeff screaming about Austin having a key. He's like, Hey, brother, I ain't got no key. What you talking about?
0: Yeah, and then Jeff, to the pour salt in the wound after Austin wins, Jeff makes a point of walking down and showing Jake, Hey, just in case you were wondering, there's a piece here that you forgot. You know, pouring salt in the wound. Well, then, you know, after that, Jake's got this plan that he's he he he's gonna let the votes get on him. Austin won the the, the reward also came with or the immunity also came with a reward. It's a steak dinner for two. He chose Jake instead of D, which I thought was smart, but kind of surprising. Like, why is this the one that you don't pick D? I don't know. I don't know.
1: That was that was weird. Um I thought but, it was because uh he didn't want the other three to get to sit back at camp and realize that it was three versus two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it made sense, but... Hey. I did think he was still going to pick D regardless because I thought it was a a hard overhead situation where he was just going to be like, yeah, I want to have steak dinner with my girl. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would have assumed if I were him
0: that, you know, ship sunk. I also wonder if it was just a little bit of a... He wasn't sure what the strategy was, but he knew that like he realized he 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 has realized that she's playing a different strategic game than he was, and he needed to do something to separate. He wasn't sure how it was going to help, wasn't sure what it was going to do, but that one spot he needed to make the decision to go with Jake because it felt more strategic. Um, Jake, of course, tells Austin he's got an idol and some beautiful editing of showing Austin's like nostrils flaring in close up of like, this is information that's going to matter. It it didn't matter. Um, And sort of, it just, it was just typical Jake. And this is why I'm, I'm going here is that it almost felt for a second, like even though him telling Austin should have been a mistake, him telling Austin was going to work out in his favor. Because they were gonna, because he had an idol, they weren't gonna vote for Jake. Because Jake all Jake basically said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. I've got an idol. I'm gonna play it on myself tonight." Because he told Austin that Austin and D and Julie were gonna vote for, we're gonna put votes on Katora We thought. Well, Julie was throwing a vote on Jake, right? Julie was throwing a vote on Jake, but we thought Austin and D were going to vote for Katura and this was going to be his play, right? Like, he didn't even realize how big of a mistake it was to tell Austin, but that mistake was going to play right into his hands because then we saw Jake independently decide that, well, I'm hearing Katura's name. I'm going to throw my idol on Katura because I think I'm safe now that they know I have an idol. I'll play it on Keturah. And it's, I thought it was going to play out so perfectly, but it just couldn't, and that's been the theme for Jake the whole season. Is like, really think that's not a bad play? I really think that's a smart play. Man, it didn't work, and and I really thought he had he had accidentally stumbled backwards into a really good play because I think that I to- I outlined with you and i outlined with somebody else. That's how Jake can win. Is if he plays that idol on Katura, takes out D at five, and then he's the one that beats Juliet Fire. I don't know that he would have won, but that's his path to win. You know what I'm right. saying? That's what gives him a, a, a resume and gives him ability. If he's sitting at final three with Keturah and um, Austin. Especially,
1: uh, especially if he gets the
0: immunity win at four. or he, <laughs> either, immu- either immunity or fire or both. If he, oh man, if he wins immunity and steps down <laughs> and wins fire. That I mean,
1: that almost locks him in, right? Like, he wins, he plays the idol correctly, and idols out the top player of the season, takes down the second-best player of the season by beating the number one, um, the best uh, immunity challenge beast left in Austin, and then takes out the second-best player in Julie or Austin, whoever he decides is the second-best by putting the necklace on one of them and then taking out the other. I mean that's he it'd be hard not to let him win that. I mean yeah, he would I mean, just get votes. I mean there's no way he has that good of an end game and doesn't get votes from someone. Um Yeah. I mean that 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 was
0: his path to win, but it just didn't work and it doesn't work and I know this is something you wanted to address
1: because of just some baffling logic by Katura. It was so bad. Well, so, and it really, we're, we say that, but we're really a bad Katura move away from going, man, D really screwed that up. Because, I mean, we looked at it both ways of like, okay, well, Katura messed up by voting, throwing the vote on Julie instead of D, because she throws the vote on D, it's over. But the reason that they're in that situation in the first place, it's because Austin has thrown the vo- vote on Julie, right? Yep. Jake has his vote on D. If Katura votes D, D goes home because D has decided. I just simply can't put a vote on Julie because I need, I need my, um, I, I need to have the, that alliance go to the jury and I can I can own that in my game is that I never turned on Julie so she's walking the finest of lines and it's because she trusted katura and it worked out but it's not because katura wasn't trying to make a move to take her out it's that Katura didn't trust her own move all katura had to do I mean she made Jake swear on Nana how are you going to make a man swear on Nana and then not do what you told told him you were going to do? That
0: was one of my favorite parts of the episode is when he looks at her at Tribal <laughs> he, he made me swear on Nana.
1: <laughs> I lost it. That was the best line in the whole episode. That made the best line of the season. He his reactions swear on Nana.
0: His reactions are so great because it was like when Kelly got voted out and he went, whoa, I'm sorry, whoa. <laughs> I just loved it, but like, I just don't understand her thought process because she got into the booth and said, and and Jake had outlined, and I, I also don't understand why Dee just didn't vote Katura. That didn't
1: make any sense to me. Um, well, because she wanted Julie to go home. Wait, she did vote Katura. Right. Okay. Okay. She did vote Katura. <laughs> But, but she should have just voted for Julie.
0: Julie turn voted on. for Jake. That was, the, yes. th- th- that was the one. Okay.
1: Yes. No, D, that's what I'm saying. D was literally a couture of right vote away from disaster. She does not win the season if her, and, and the sole reason would have been, and uh, Tony, we would be having a very different conversation. The conversation right now would be how could D not just turn on her ally and just take her out because now she's the one that goes out at five. Because she mm-hmm. gave, because that's the thing is Austin and D basically had the opportunity to decide who was going to the end. Because they had Julie throwing a vote on Jake. They had Jake throwing a vote on, they didn't know it, but on D. And then Katora basically was deciding who went home. And Katora didn't know that. Right. And I think it confused the whole thing, because she got in her own head. D was in her own head and not thinking, man. And that's the thing with with them being down to five. I don't think D really could have afforded to go. I really am not. I'm going to throw my vote away because I don't want to for Mama Julie to know I voted for her. You, it's too small for that. The margins are too small right and, I, and I, one and vote I, one vote left and it goes to d she goes home
0: and i and i said and i wrote before we got to final tribal when they were doing the walk i wrote that this was a a perfect setup for that final 5 tribal and that's before i knew how the votes were going to go that's before i know that i knew that it was going to go 2 1 1 1 you know as 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 spread out as the votes can possibly be in Final Five because we got to see why D would choose to vote for Julie and why she was going to end up voting for Jake, or Couture rather. We got to see why why Julie was voting Jake. We got to see why um, Austin was voting uh, Julie. So we got to see all of these potentials, plus we got to see Jake's decision whether he was going to play the idol on himself or whether he was going to play it on Katura.
1: We were also very close, Jeremy, to Jake idling out um, D. In that, if Austin and, no, I'm sorry, if Julie had done what, um, <clears throat> sorry, if Julie had done what uh, D told her to do, which was vote Katura, then it would have been two votes on Katura. Both would have been canceled out and D would have gone home with two votes. Because Jake would have correctly played the Idol on Katura,
0: and, and that's what, and, and to, to, to tie it back to my first point, it's just a microcosm of Jake's season, right? Like he had the right play. I'm going to tell Austin about the Idol, they're going to throw votes on Katura. I'm going to nullify those votes and i just need katura to vote with me that's all i need is for katura to vote with me and katura when okay. she gets in the booth her logic makes
1: no sense it was katura's plan jeremy that's the frustrating part it's like jake was going to use his idol on katura to idol out julie and katura convinced him to idol out d and then i, I had forgotten that like it was Katura's idea like <clears throat> Jake wanted to idol out Julie so like his play ended up working but he got zero credit for making it happen because Katura changed the vote
0: and it didn't even make sense because she gets in the ballot and they they didn't show us who she voted for but they showed us what she said what she said was essentially I feel like all the votes are going on me so I I, I changed my vote and we find out that she changed her vote from uh, d to Julie and her logic when she got back to camp and and Jake blew up and and this is kind of another theme of Jake is him blowing up in, in places that don't necessarily make sense um, yep. because he's he's standing there with Austin and D blowing up about the fact that Katura wouldn't vote D out with him um, which was weird but he <laughs> She explains that she just knew there would be a Julie vote out there somewhere. So that's why she switched to Julie. But she had even more information that there was going to be a D vote out there. And if everyone is voting, the only reason she would need to switch from D to Julie is if Jake was lying to her. And if Mm -hmm. Jake's lying to her, everybody's voting for her. And it doesn't matter who she votes for. So there was not a circumstance where switching from D to Julie made sense if what she wanted was to take Julie out. And we see that it was because she was immediately frustrated. When Jake played the idol on her, she was immediately like, oh my god. I, I could have done the thing I wanted to do. And her switching, there was no logic behind it. There was no scenario where her switching from D to Julie was going to save her.
1: Yeah, I think she got in... I mean, why do we know? She got in her own head. And the reality is, is it is it came down to I think, weirdly enough, she wanted to be on the right side of the vote. And she thought that throwing the vote on Julie I guess was the way... Like She, she said something on the lines of like, well, I know somebody's voting for Julie, so I'm going to vote for her so I can take out her instead of D. 'Cause I don't think anybody's voting for D. But it was her plan. Like that's the frustrating part. And maybe it shows a little bit of, you know, every time Keturah would come up with a plan, they did kind of switch it back at the last minute and vote out somebody different. Like her and D were on, kinda on board together to take out Julie like two two troubles ago and then it got switched to taking out Emily. And then the same thing happened. I think it was at the next one. And then Drew ended up going home or whatever. And so I just, maybe it was a, a, a thing where Katura was like, I just don't trust. I think because it was her plan, like, because she came up with it, I wonder if she got scared that, like, man, they should, like, he sure did go along with my plan very easily. He must be lying to me. But the reality was, Jake was like, whatever you want to do, I'll do because I have this idol and we're safe together. Like, we can literally just take out who we decide to take out. And he agreed that, like, D is the most, like, I think he said, he said, I really want to take out Julie. He said, but D has made some, I mean, not D, Katura has made some really great points. I think I just want to go with what Katura wants to do.
0: He said that, and, and I think the, what has to be frustrating for Jake is I think he could have sold that at Final Tribal if that would have gone through and, and he would have had a strong position of saying, yeah, it was Couture's idea. And I felt like for me in my game, it was important for me to li- sit back and listen instead of trying to drive what I thought and listen to Katura and what points was that Couture was making, and realize that somebody else had a better idea, and it was better for me to use my idol for that idea, because it's the better idea, than to insist on using it for my idea. That would have been a really good selling point, and instead Couture ruined it for both of them. And really, what it, in this new era, it seems like what we're coming down to in these final groupings is the people that win are the people who are who better assess who the, who will more quickly assess who they want to sit next to at the end who they can beat and who they can't because this is it feels like every season there's a grouping that we can obviously see these people need to take out one or more of those people or they're going to lose and th- the the group that ends up winning, the people that end up winning are the people who assess that quickly and say, "We need to take out Drew. We need to take out. Now's the time where we should we should be aiming at Katura, um, and or meanwhile Austin's going. I don't need to take out Katura. I need to take out Julie. Um, and and so I think." That, that really becomes the difference is the the people that win are the people who not, who not only assess their own game but they assess and decisively address the players that they cannot beat or the players that will be hard for them to beat because we saw this episode d was you know apparently kind of worried about katura I don't think she needed to be but at that point she's still playing the game even though she like us probably knew she was going to win as soon as she won Final Four immunity, she probably knew she had a million dollars. It ended up being close, but she probably knew that she, if she argued well, she would win the million. But she was playing down to the very end, and she looked at those other three, and she said, okay, I can beat Austin because we've got the same game, and I've got this trump card on him that – he told me everything. I didn't tell him everything. And, the, and these were key plays that I needed to not tell him. I can beat Jake. The one that I'm, th- that would be the closest second for me is Keturah. I need to make sure Keturah doesn't come to final tribal. That, that's the difference between her and Keturah, right? Keturah <laughs> lost sight of who the biggest threat was. You have to take out deep. If you don't take out D at five, it does not matter what you do after that. Because you've five is your last ability to keep someone from going to the end. You can't do it after five. And they she blew her chance to take out the best player in the game.
1: Here's here's the thing I'll say on that. I don't know that D necessarily viewed Kator as the bigger threat to Jake. This is where I think, and I think this feeds right into what you're saying. I think she looked at it and said, who would I rather have on the jury? I don't think it mattered of the two who sat next to her, per se. I don't think that mattered, because neither one of them could beat her. And she knew that. It became, who would I rather have on the jury? I genuinely believe if she puts Jake on the jury, Jake ends up voting for Austin. Um... Because there's a scenario there where she takes Couture to the end and lets Austin beat Jake at fire. And what that does is it gives Austin the fire token, being able to say, like, and not the stupid little currency thing, but like he gets to play the fire card. And he probably gets a vote from Jake for doing that. Like, I think he earns that vote. So I think some of it may have been feeding into Katora's Not necessarily like an ego. I'm not saying Katura has an ego. But like, almost like, hey, I'm really about to send you to the jury, but I need you to know that I'm sending you to the jury because I actually think you're the best one left. The reality was, she knew Austin was the second best left. She knew that Jake was probably actually the third best left. But what she didn't want was for Jake... To get on the jury because I think it might have slipped, flipped. Taking Katura off the jury, putting Jake on, puts the votes at four four. Right?
0: Oh, uh, I mean potentially. If we assume that Austin or that Jake is a vote for Austin instead of um, Katura being a vote for D, yeah. Because four
1: four, but I guess Katura still votes for D in a tie break situation but there's a chance Jake gets over there and is able to sway another jury vote, like a Caleb
0: well and, uh, and 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 the other thing too is i feel like the worst case scenario for D if Katura is on the jury is Katura looking at Jake and going you know what he was right you know like he had some good plays and if i had listened if i had gone with what we had at 5 this pl- this game would have gone differently i'm going to give him a vote because of that and d still wins like austin was going to be katura's third choice because she was going to vote for D. she was going to vote for jake she was never going to vote for austin
1: well but see then it becomes okay katura throws a pity vote for jake right yeah what also happens then if Bruce decides that Jake does No, 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 no. I,
0: I, what I'm saying is, like, if your choices are Austin, send Jake to the jury or send Katura to the jury, if the, if that's what you're deciding. Yeah. Katura, worst case scenario is her second, you know, she's most likely to vote for D. We've heard all these conversations. You put know, this out where Katura wanted a woman to win. Yeah,
1: yeah. She said it at the uh, girls' brunch yeah. Emily brought him to. She said, Let's make a pact right now. A, one, a woman is winning this season. Right. And they all got very excited and went with it. I really think that was a, a through thread too th- as well because putting Keturah on the jury really solidified that the women right. had the votes to, to to make it happen.
0: And Keturah,
1: so, so Keturah's first choice is going to be D.
0: If she doesn't vote for D, you feel like she's Jake is going to be her second choice. Flip that. There was no circumstance once Once D saw at that post-tribal, you know, the, the, the dark vision goggle scene that we only get after tribals. When Jake was just blowing up at Keturah about that move, what that gave D the information was if Jake is on the jury, he's not going to vote for Keturah at all so that could make me his second choice but it ju- could just solidify that he's oh. definitely voting for Austin um I, and 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 it may make me his second choice but there's no scenario where he's going to get swayed to voting for Katura and so he his his he's just going to vote for for Austin so i think i think that may have been it that that she knew the the lesser of two evils option wasn't there for Jake. He was either going to vote for her or he was going to vote for Austin, and it was more likely that he voted for Austin. And she couldn't let that happen, especially if Austin if Austin won, beat him in fire. He, he shoot right. He was just going to vote for Austin.
1: Right. I will say too, um, kind of going on your point of uh, like the person that realizes how like who they want to sit next to, who they want on the jury kind of situation. Dee was very close to doing that too much because yeah. she almost, she almost, because she was so worried about putting a vote, not putting a vote on Julie because she wanted to send Julie to the jury, but she didn't want to be the reason she was there so that when she got to final tribal council, she could argue I never put votes on either of my number one people. And that almost cost her. Cause it really, it was a Keturath move away from, from D going home. And a lot of that was because she was already thinking to how, what, who do I want to give my final tribal speech to? So it's a very fine line. She worked out for her, but it really shouldn't have worked out for her. Right? Like if it, if it had gone just the way it was supposed to go, if Katura just has a little more self-confidence in the plan that she came up with, D goes home because she was already planning who she wanted on the jury. Yeah. So you have to, you have to balance it. You have to know like, okay, these are the people I want to take out who here's who I want to sit on the jury. But at some point you have to go, okay, as much as I'd love to have Julie on the jury and her not be mad at me, I also have to balance that if I go home, it ain't going to matter who's sitting on the jury because I'm going to be sitting there. Right. Um, and I think that was if D made a mistake this season, it was that, and she got bailed out and she addressed that in the tribal council in final trouble. She said, I'm sitting here cause I'm lucky. Yeah. Like and... acknowledge that. Like that was part of owning her game was I got really lucky that Katura just didn't make the right move, and
0: truthfully, that was the case a lot of times because there were a lot of times that you and I sat and thought, "Well, they, they really got to go for D," because D never had an idol. Um, she won the most immunities, but it was three. She, you know, th- this was not it was it Rick that won four or five, and and Tony went on a run where he was he was immune for like four straight tribals, and JT was won every immunity after like final seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. There were spots to get her and they just didn't. Um, and her flaw was that she, a couple of times it was like she never recognized and she got a, completely got away with it the first couple of times, but it was, it was as though she never even thought about the fact that they should, they could just target you and they should just target you.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't think, ever considered i don't think she ever considered like we're all we're all looking at her as like oh she has so much foresight because she's picking who should be on the jury and who shouldn't be but the reality is jeremy i think that she lacked foresight and it just happened to work out for because the foresight in that situation would have been if i don't vote for julie there's a good chance i might be the one that goes home here if the other two just decide that i need to go home and Jake plays his idol correctly. She never considered that as an as an option. At least we right. weren't shown that. Like we were never shown the option that, oh my gosh, what happens if Jake plays his idol correctly, and the votes ended up on like two votes ended up on me, and because I didn't throw that extra vote on Julie, I'm going home.
0: Right. And I, but I really think. Two, it, it's a lesson to future Survivor players. In that, I think it was Julie said it earlier this season. So it's great that it came back to be true. Is that if you allow yourself to lose, if you give yourself permission to lose, then you can play to win. Yeah. And that's that's what d did. She get like I don't know that she did it on purpose. I don't think. But like, but like. <laughs> She took what do I have to do to stay here off the table and just thought about – because a lot of times the players who are very good at, at at figuring out how to stay are the ones that go home at five or the ones that go home at four because they figured out how to stay um, but they didn't know how to make fire or they figured out how to stay but they couldn't win a challenge or they're the, they're the no-vote finalists because they figured out how to stay but they never made a move. They never uh, put themselves out there. And so at the end of the day, it's like – you know. and Jake isn't a good example of this because he tried to put himself out there. And I thought the jury did a good job of giving him credit for the fact that, dude, you tried. Like you fought. You had ideas. They didn't work. But they usually didn't work because other people changed their plan, and it wasn't that your plan wasn't a good one. And in fact, I would be willing to bet if we went back and traced – there, there are probably a lot of players sitting on that jury that had they listened to Jake, would have gotten further or even won the game. Um, that if I they mean, had, if they had gone with the plan that Jake outlined, if they had done the thing Jake tried to get them to do,
1: Bruce specifically,
0: Bruce specifically, um,
1: Bruce specifically goes further in the game. Um, I mean, I think. I think if some of the folks like Emily had like decided that like, and we said this early on too, is that if she had solidified uh, Katura, Jake, Bruce, and her as like the, her four and been able to, and they had a fifth at the time, I can't remember who it was. Um,
0: well, she so. had Austin and, and Drew working with her. If, if If she had
1: worked with them to take out Julie... Right um, there's a good chance uh she wins the she wins the season too. There are multiple people that maybe they don't win the season, but they take out that core four a lot sooner and the season becomes a little more wide open. Because truthfully, we got to a certain point. Um, I guess it was that, or really it was that after Emily left, you pretty much locked in Ariba was winning. Like right. there's really no I say no path. There was a very small path. We outlined it last week in our episode for Keturah and Jake, but it was like the longest of long shots type deal. It wasn't, it was not a clean path. Um, You mentioned earlier that basically Jake had to idle this person out, win final immunity, win at fire, take out the best player. Like he had to do a lot we pretty much at six could a lot as soon as Emily went home and really as soon as Bruce went home, you could almost argue we could have locked Ariba in there, but Emily was such a good player. She almost brought it back around to saving that whole debacle. But but she she was able to
0: save it because that, because that group started disintegrating. If that group had stayed strong, if Drew had just locked in because the other three were there, If Drew had just locked in with those other three of, we're going to be the final four, once they voted Bruce out, and this is what Jake was trying to get everybody to see, once they voted Bruce out, it was over. If that that Reba four just locks in and says, listen, what we want is for one of us to win, and we're going to guarantee that. Um, I think Drew was maybe smart in recognizing that he was the least likely of that four to win, but I don't even know that that's true. I think if he locks in with the other Rebas and he he would have rivaled D. Now, can he make fire? I don't know. But he would have rivaled D. And, buddy, let me tell you, as somebody who's built or has been built similarly to Drew, that final immunity challenge, he wasn't winning that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You need to be more of a smaller kind of – because I'm going to go ahead and guess he's got big old feet. Um, and while Dee has monstrous toes, she has tiny feet. Um, th- that 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 challenge would not have favored Drew very much, I don't think. But it, if, yeah. if Drew could have if, if Drew could have gotten a final tribal, I think he could have been a real threat. And maybe the other three take him out like they did anyway. But I think he sped that along. Um, but if he doesn't do that to bring it all back. Once they got rid of Bruce, the Rebas were in control over whether – the Rebas got to decide whether or not three of them were going to final dribble. Um, and that's partially because they didn't listen to Jake. And I feel like even though the jury didn't vote for him, I think a lot of them know, recognized that and respected that like Jake was one of the only people that was actually trying to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else was trying to make inroads with the rebos and, Oh, this is how we'll do it. We'll, we'll pull a couple of them away. But at the end of the day, we've seen a lot, especially in the modern era is even if you're able to pull drew and Austin for a couple of votes, eventually they're going to go. Yeah. But like D and Julia are our people and, uh, we're going to send you home, (laughs) you know? Um, and, and and that's that. So uh, Jake gets a lot of my respect, but it, it it really was a good a good story for him
1: yeah it was I, and i was glad like you said they did a really good job as a jury of and it, i saw some folks complaining about this on twitter that like this new era is more about them going out there and making friends and like yeah man like that's okay like you're allowed to like each other like the the people don't have to come off the show And want to, like, wreck each other. I mean, I guess Drew was pretty angry about things, but, like, because he said he didn't really talk to the cast because he wanted to decompress, which I get that, too. Like, all of those are a range of things, but, like, it's okay for the cast to like each other and, like, when they get to Final Tribal and they can give folks flowers for things that, like, hey, man, you're about to be a zero-vote finalist, but just know that, like, we know that you were, like, two moves away two moves from other people away from potentially winning this game. We appreciate what you tried to do out here. We hope you don't lose confidence in yourself. Like, I, I mean, that to me, it's a beautiful moment and it, it should mirror life a little closer, right? Like it, we, we should be building up people around us and being like, Hey man, I know you didn't really get that promotion, but like good for you for putting yourself out there and trying that out. Like that's, it was it was it was it was a, it was a strong move, bold move. Um, you know, you're gonna get it soon. Like some at some point, you're gonna get what you deserve. Um, and there's
0: people that hate the jury format now that they they preferred it when it was a little less structured. but I'll be honest with you. I don't like when I watch some of these older seasons, and these people on the jury um get to make it about them. It's not about them. I don't care. What somebody that got voted out in my time six weeks ago? I don't care to see them uh, posture on the jury and uh, you voted me out. Let's talk about why you should be better than, you know, because I remember there being some jury moments and people love them because they're, you know, quote unquote iconic. But at the end of the day, you added nothing. I'm here to, when we get to the final tribal, I want to hear what, the, fi- the three finalists have to say about their game. I would prefer if the jury didn't ask a single question and there was just a set of questions that the three finalists had to answer. Like, I would rather that than to have jury members stand up and, like, there have been a couple where the jury member didn't even give a, didn't even ask a question. They just stood up and made a statement to get something off of their chest. It ain't, I'm, I'm not there for you. That that's my way of thinking. So I love this modern format where it takes the focus off of these jury members and their individual personalities and their individual games, because if their individual personalities and their individual games were that good, they wouldn't be on the jury. They wouldn't be sitting there all well-dressed and their hair done. They'd be dirty and sweaty and sit on a stump. And I so I don't mind losing that personal element from the jury because they didn't win i want to hear
1: from the people who can win yeah i i agree um and look i'll be the first to admit that i used to really enjoy the like reed clip where he like emptied the clip into baylor's mom i don't even remember her name anymore um in the uh i guess it was like blood versus water um two um I used to really enjoy that clip where like he got up and like talked about her being like the evil stepmom and like, it was very iconic. Like, I don't get me wrong. Like it was a, it was a really like crazy moment in survivor history. Like I'll always remember it, but looking back at it, like it didn't really add anything. Like, it, I mean, I guess it added that like sassiness to the season. Like, but just being rude for no reason kind of thing. Um, it, it, it really, I mean, it was, it was odd. And, and truth be told, like, the other the reason I remember that dude is because he somehow ended up in, like, a Hillsong documentary. Like, the, the whole thing <laughs> is odd. But anyway, um, Survivor invades a lot of things that I'll, like, somehow pay attention to. But point being, like, as cool as that was in the moment to see, oh, my goodness, oh, look at that. He added nothing to who should win the season. And if the whole goal of the jury system is to decide the winner and to figure out who the most deserving person is and all that jazz, then it shouldn't be about the jurors making personal statements to go off on folks. Like, so it doesn't really anything. And I thought this jury in particular was just really good. Um, they didn't seem bitter. And I think it's why we got like some split up votes. Like it, it felt well similar to like what we should have gotten in some other seasons like i mean i know you'll agree with me on this like the uh, erica season Erica's right. zander like i think yeah. that one, i'm fine with erica winning don't get me wrong but like i really think it could have been like a 4-3-1 vote uh, yeah and and the other
0: thing I, th- while this jury was nice and they gave people their flowers there were some pointed important questions emily. like yes that's that's who i was going to was emily asking straight out hey you you know we talk about heart versus head and People will point, and rightfully so, that D won the season when she revealed at Tribal, at Final Tribal, that no Austin, because Austin, God love him, said that, said that D didn't tell Julie that I, you know, that, that uh, w- w- whatever it was. D, Man, D, 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 D didn't tell. Do what, Nell? That sunk his game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have. It actually didn't, but it should have.
0: That that was the final nail, and it was when she was able to reveal that. No, I did tell Julie. That's why she played the idol. Is because I told her that everybody was coming for her, and she should play her idol. But I think where D really won is when um, Emily asked her. You know, tell me about a play where you where you talked about um, where you. Um, used your head over your heart and d said I, I can't because it's one and the same you know I'm, and this is kind of what we've talked about is that you know yes she had a romantic relationship with austin but he was also her number one ally before that he was also like somebody that she wanted to work with and somebody that she wanted to work with strategically and because of the romance angle granted he was more solid than julie um Julie would fly off the handle. She wanted to go after Jake, not because Jake made any sense, but because he voted for her one time like six weeks ago. Um, get People to vote D out. Right. Like Julie's not as reliable as Austin. And when she was able to succinctly explain that to, to Emily of, listen, I'm not going to separate my head and my heart because they the, the, they work together. I used my heart and my head together to figure out the right place for my game. And that was my strategy. That's why I'm here. And she was able to explain that because Austin had made some inroads with Emily, at least perception-wise, when he was the one who reminded everybody that D was able to do some of the things she was able to do and feel safe and have the numbers because me and Drew went out and got the numbers. I'm the one who brought Emily in. I'm the one who brought her into our fold. And made her one of our number, and she was and she was able to and D was able to do some things because I brought Emily into our number, and that landed with Emily. So I, and I don't know what Emily would have done, but D was able to. If Austin was making progress with her, D was able to stifle that with. Us instead of pandering to emily and saying well no yes i had this romance you know i had this these heart feelings for these people but at the end of the day it was all about strategy and it was all about brain she was able to give a more honest real answer that i think she, flipped the tide more in her favor at that point
1: i'll be honest jeremy i don't know that emily bought that answer fully and i could be wrong i gotta go back and watch it but Hannah made a really good point because we were watching together by that point. She goes, Justin, that was the answer she should have given to Emily's question. That was her mind over heart answer. Her mind was to not tell Austin that the vote was to take Drew out because she knew the amulet was coming. Like her heart was saying, oh, I got to go tell my my boyfriend or my showman's guy But instead, like, she went with her mind and was like, yeah, if I do that, he's just going to take my number one out. And then that doesn't help me at all. Like, to me, she ignored her heart in that situation because she talked about how hard that decision was to keep that from. And it's why she kept apologizing profusely. And really, she didn't look like she was going to own that piece of the game until Austin brought it up. Like, Austin tried to turn it against her. I don't know that she wanted to have to bring that up because I don't think she wanted Austin to have to like, look back on that moment and look at like, I don't think she wanted to use that moment to be why she won. But I absolutely think that that was a moment she could have told Emily when that question, that was the perfect time Emily teed her up by saying, tell me a moment where you used your mind over your heart. All she had to do was say, well, I watched Austin give up Julie, and or, yeah, give up that they were voting Julie out, and I was able to save Julie, and I I was faced with the exact same decision. He used his heart and told me. I used my head and didn't tell it, and that would have won her the season.
0: Well, it, it would have, but the risk she runs there is Austin or somebody else pointing out that, well, no, because you were just attached to Julie. Like, if that had been anybody else, you would You, it was only you just chose a different facet of your heart, so that's why I think her answer was perfect there because she was yeah. she, in everything, she was weighing her heart and her head, and they were working in concert. And she felt like the right play for her game because what she can't say there because she risks losing Julie is all along, I recognized that at the end i needed to cut let julie go i just needed it to be at the right moment i needed it to be at a moment when i didn't have to be the one to vote her out because i didn't need her to realize like the unspoken thing was and you hit on this earlier was that d needed julie to not be sitting next to her she just needed not to be the reason that julie wasn't sitting next to her but that but that doesn't sit well with with julie on the jury if d says that outright and so the, uh, she risks having to address that if she answers any other way. So I, that's why I think it was really smart of her to just say, no, I'm not going to separate the two because I used them together. And that fits with who she is. That, 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 that rang true. Um, because anybody who, who worked with her saw that, like Julie saw, that like de-risked her whole game when Julie was like, I'm just going to vote for Austin. And D was like, no, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. And there was no strategic reason that Julie shouldn't.
1: No, you're right. The
0: right play there was for Julie to vote Austin. But D just put her whole game on the line, and in the end, I think it helped her win. You know, I uh, think that's, yeah. part, that's part of the reason she won, even though at the time it wasn't because she wanted to win. It was because she didn't want Austin to go home. But – she used her head and her heart interchangeably and, and, and together throughout the game. And so it, it was a true answer and it kept her from having to address some uncomfortable truths.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but I do think there's at least an argument there that like she, she probably could have won the season by owning that move within that question. Like I think there were multiple paths, but I think that shows you why Dee's the winner. It's because there were multiple paths she could have taken at Tribal Austin almost had to put on a flawless tri- final tribal council performance. And he almost did. His only mistake was bringing up the thing that allowed her to own that. If yeah, he lets he... that go. If he lets that go. He may have won because he put on otherwise. Cause you mentioned this. I think it was when we were, we were talking about it earlier today. You said he owned his game in a way you didn't expect of like, Oh, I'm the one that brought in Emily. I'm the one that brought in, uh, like, I was the one making the inroads. I like the reason D got to play the way she got to play is because I was doing this. He did a really good job of separating his game from D and he had some other resume builders like the, um, um, uh, immunity wins. And then he also had the, the things, things that D didn't have were the advantages and the idle finds and, Well, and and this is where Drew not sitting next to him and played –
0: Drew not being there next to him worked (laughs) perfectly because he was able to just claim Kelly going home as like, I needed Kelly to go home so I could strengthen my amulet. Did did it matter? Like, was that really his idea or was it Drew's? Doesn't matter because Drew's on the jury and he wants Austin to win. He's not going to sit there and go that was actually my idea. He's going to let Austin have that. Whereas if Drew is sitting at the end with Austin, Drew's going to say, no, no, that was my idea. You, it just happened to work out better for you because it strengthened your amulet but because Drew's on the jury Austin just gets to claim that and there's two people sitting there that go well yeah that's true or well, at least one person sitting there going well yeah that's that is true he that is how he got his idol is he voted out Kelly and, it, it, and he he was the part of the part of the reason that that swung last minute away from uh, was it Emily I don't remember um it was Jake I uh, was it because that's when he went whoa whoa yeah that's right that's right that's right he's the reason it swung from from emily so he owned his game i w- i was seriously concerned that he would get in there and he would have just decided like i'm not going to slander her i'm not going to i'm not going to fight her i'm not going to i'm not going to go to war i'm just going to express my game i'm going to be kind about it i'm going to um you know, not say anything negative. And he didn't say anything negative, but he did throw some punches of like, no, this is this is what I did. This is – she was able to do this because of what I did. And um, I thought he put but, – but, yeah, I mean that, that was just – that was the final nail. And and I knew as soon as he said it when he was like, oh, well, now D didn't tell Julie. And that's just where the, the youth comes into play of just not even – like even if he doesn't know that D told Julie – he has to be prepared for the thought that she might (laughs) have. And he wasn't at all. He wasn't
1: prepared. There's a chance, Jeremy, just like you said that like uh, Drew wasn't going to bring up uh, trying to claim that as his move. That same sentiment holds true to Julie and Dee. Even if you think that she didn't tell Julie, there's a chance that D just lies and says, Yeah, I did, in fact, tell Julie. And Julie's not going to say anything because Julie wants D to win. Right. So I, it's just one of those things where, like, I, I really do think he played a flawless end game or a flawless final tribal council, except for that last part. And I think the last part cost him a vote. Like, well, I think uh, that probably swung maybe Caleb. Somebody like Caleb may have swung that way because of that. And I will say, I think that if there was a tie, there's a chance Jake picks Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a 75 25 he picks Austin. And it's easy to say, like, well, Jake uh, or
0: Austin's problem is he played with his heart and he was, or or another (laughs) body part. (laughs) And he wasn't, he wasn't thinking of his head. But the reality is, if he's not so closely aligned with D and she doesn't care about him, he's probably gone. Right. You know, like he was such a big threat and he was such a, and she knew how big of a threat he was and knew at least some of the stuff he was carrying. She would have taken him out instead of drew. Uh, She would have taken, you know, or, or other people would have been able to take him out and he would have been a bigger target because being aligned with her and her being the bigger target and Julie and being aligned with Julie and Julie being the target and and him being aligned with true and drew being more of a loose cannon that kind of insulated him. Whereas if he's not so tight with D he maybe goes home a a lot sooner. Um, I I think she,
1: he takes him out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think she takes him out. Uh, But, but because he was her, one of her number ones, he was able to get the end, a real chance to win. So I, I don't even think you can say that like, if he, boy, if he doesn't get all locked in on her. But I think being locked in on her in several cases was the right move for him.
1: I think the only move that he really goofed up was the Julie thing. Yeah, yeah. That I mean he should, if, that, he should, That's yep. the one thing that cost him. And, and really, it could have been where it wouldn't have cost him if he had just hadn't brought it up at final trial. Like, if he'd have just said, when Emily brought it up, he could have just been like, you know... <sighs> it's one of those things. You're right. I did trust D not until It did dip. And that may have ended up costing me in the game. Uh, I don't, you know, it's it, but at the end of the day, my relationship with D not outside of the game, but inside of the game, I couldn't blindside her. Cause there's a chance if I do it at that point, she just blindsides me at the next thing because he made mention. Cause when, uh, Julie asked about the show mess, if it was real, he said they didn't really like lock in on it being a showmance until like day 20. So he could have easily went with Emily. I'll be honest. That was right around the time we had locked kind of locked in the whole showmance aspect of things. And if I'd have turned on her there, there's a chance she turns on me in the next thing and takes me out. Yeah. And he could have owned it in that way and not even brought up the thing. And like it wouldn't have cost it. And, and, that's, and that's what I've been saying all along is that people
0: were, were focused on the, the, the relationship, but even if they're just allies, if she's his number one, he's got to tell her there. He can't. We've seen plenty of two-person alliances that had no romantic element that fell apart and cost somebody their game because they didn't talk to their ally in a situation like that. Shannon Ricard. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been lots of times where people have fallen apart and neither of them got as far as they could have because there was a situation like that where they didn't keep each other in the loop. And so I feel like he had to, it's just because of the showman's angle, it made it to where she could use that against him. If they're just allies, he can be like, yeah, I trusted my number one ally and she lied to me. She turned, term- she stabbed me in the back. And that's where it hurt him, is that he couldn't really do that at Tribal. He's, the, he's the, the idiot. He can't spin her as the bad guy because he's the idiot. But if they're just allies, and he can say, yeah, I, I trusted her when I shouldn't have. Um, you know, I thought she was my number one. I thought that my best strategic play was to uh, make sure that we were both in the loop on everything. And uh, she used it against me. And, you know, it's looking like it's costing me now. But I, I'm not the one who stabbed a friend in the back. But he can't do that because of the romance, and that's where it cost him. But as far as being able to get to the end with a chance to win, I, I, I really think he was in the right spot.
1: Yeah. Um, Jeremy, i got to ask, do you want to do our normal drafty draft at the end here, or did you have any more takeaways?
0: No, that, that's it.
1: Um, well, so you want to do top three, you know, three picks each for returners? Is that what you want to do? Uh, um, that, that works for me. Uh, how do we want to decide who goes first? Do we want to bring up our uh, little drafty draft from the beginning of the year. We I would. To- I was going to say I was going to let you pick. Justin one by three. Um, what a, I mean, that's got to be the closest we've ever had it. Oh,
0: pick. we've both blown each other out every every other season. So close that if Katura makes that play correctly, um, you, we tie. Right? Are you win? Uh, well, it depends on how we count it at that point. Um,
1: if if Jake plays that idol correctly. We tie.
0: Yeah, um, but it would,
1: have, it would have also taken somebody else throwing another vote on Katura
0: Yes. Um, but even if Katura does that, D goes home and there's a chance that one of my people wins and then I win. I mean they,
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Because you would you, you would Probably. you still would have gotten third place, but you wouldn't have gotten first place. So it was very close. But so Justin wins. So we're gonna do a three person uh, snake draft, a three pick snake draft. Mm-hmm. For people we want to see return off of this season. And so Justin, do you want to go first or do you want the wrap around two three?
1: I'll go two three.
0: Okay. Person I most want to see return is Drumroll, please.
1: Drum roll. Da, 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 da. Caleb. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: That's the number one. Heck of a pick, yeah. Uh he's he's uh, there's a reason he got every vote in a post-merge-ish scenario. I don't know if we were in Murgatory or merge or where we actually were at that point, but we were because it was Jay Maya that went
1: home, and she, yeah, not- yes,
0: yeah, so it was all it was, you know, tw- twelve people voting or eleven people voting, however many were actually voting, but the most votes of the season were cast that night, and all of them were on him, and he nullified all of them, right? And there's a reason for that. He was a heck of a player. We've talked about him over and over and over again. Strategic, social, physical. He has it all. I want to see him returning in a season of other returners. That's the only way he can do it. If he comes back like in a captain season or in a uh, – like a winner – not winners or um, Edge of Extinction when there's just three or four, he's cooked. Um, because those newbies are going to vote him out quick. But in a season of returners, um, I th- – especially with a lot of powerhouse returners of Jonathan, Shan, um, Ricard, Jesse, a, 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 a group like that, Cody a, in a group like that. I, th- I think Caleb can, can really do some damage. So that's, that's the number one pick here.
1: Second chance for sure. is kind of like, I think his sweet spot. Yep. Because I think there's, there's a chance that he gets on the island, like a Devin's or somebody like that's on there. Like I said, uh, Omer, you get enough strategic threats, you get a couple of those. Uh, and then there's going to be a couple from this season that we'll talk about that are either strategic threats or physical threats that can go on the season with him again. And he wouldn't necessarily over quite be the over powerful thing because he he went out at the perfect time for a returner Yep. because we had enough time to for- not forget Caleb completely because he made one of the greatest plays in Survivor history, well, maybe not greatest plays, just an iconic play of playing the shot in the dark and it working and 11 votes being nullified. He goes out at the perfect time because we had enough time to forget all that. Yep. There was a lot that happened afterwards. Um, Man, I, I think I'm going to shock you with this one. I really do. I think this is going to be a shock for you. I'm going to go with Emily.
0: Boy, I am
1: surprised. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I've it hasn't been a secret. Uh, she had the best arc of the season, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think she's she's really just two moves away from winning the season, in my opinion. She doesn't take out Bruce. She probably wins if she takes out D there or Austin instead. Probably D or Julie. Any of those three. Um, she probably wins the season. The other move is that she takes Bruce out, but just doesn't brag about it. Yeah, um, I think she still could have won if she just hadn't bragged about it and made them think Bruce was just an idiot. Um, which reminds me, how funny was it? D's like, "Well, you should have played your idol, then, Bruce." And Bruce was like, "Just he looked absolutely cooked." He was like, I thought it, I thought it was funny, but I also thought, man, if she loses by one vote, <laughs> you know, oh, that was going to be the vote that lost it for because she she absolutely wrecked that man in front of everybody for no reason.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I I think she was getting too fired up in defending her own move that like, she forgot that like, these are the people deciding things. Right. But anyway, um, I digress. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think Emily is, is, is who I'd love to see return because I think, I think there's a chance she gets to come back and gets to be that Emily. Uh, from day one. And I think that can change some things for her. Because I do think she could have come out of the tribal phase in a better spot had they made some choices earlier on that would have been more beneficial for her. Like if her, Sabaya, and Caleb had linked up right there and become a, a solid three and been a true team, There's a chance that if they could have won one of those um, like any kind of uh, challenge, that the three of them could have had a Reba-esque run.
0: Yeah. No, Uh, you're not
1: wrong. Because I think the three of them together, but I think she made Sabaya so angry that Sabaya couldn't get to the point of working with her, which cost Sabaya her game with the melted wax and realizing that Caleb, like all of that like led up to it just being her and Caleb, and they really had no shot unless they played a perfect game, and she almost did. Um, So I think I'd like to see her. And I I think with her, I don't know that she couldn't come back in just a regular old, like, Edge of Extinction type season. Um, Like, I don't know that she played a perfect enough game, and I think she did. She kind of went out in a similar, like, at six or seven where she got overshadowed by a couple of really strong Reba players that maybe she gets to come back and isn't really high as high profile, even as Caleb. You could um, be right. And so I think that's, that's where I'll go with that one. And then my other pick, um, man, this is tough because it was a very, to some degree, it was a top heavy season. Um, and some of that was because of how bad Lulu was, um, but I will go back to Lulu for my other pick. I'm going to go Sabaya.
0: You jerk!
1: I know. I'm sorry. Um, for me, Sabaya didn't get a fair shake because she did zone in too much on Emily. Um, and man, this is really funny. Lulu was really bad, and we just took those were our first three picks for returnees. Yeah, and, um, and I and I was also going to take Sabaya.
0: Like okay. that's.
1: I'm glad we were we were on the same page and. I think with Sabaya, she's another one that I just think, had she ended up on any other tribe, she would have been in a much better spot. And this goes back to what something D said at Final Tribal. She's like, guys, I had an advantage over all of you because I just got put on a better tribe. Like, they put me on Reba. It was the best tribe. I got lucky. And the people that were on Lulu were not lucky. They had good pieces, but because they had Brandon and the girl that quit, that and Sean—they—they they had both, they had both quitters uh, and and Brandon
0: who wanted to quit.
1: Right. So you had just three of possibly the worst survivor players we've ever seen thrown on this tribe with three really solid players. Now, granted, Emily did not become a solid player until almost the end of that journey, but I do think that Sabaya. Had, had Sean been a little bit better of an ally not quit, if Hannah hadn't quit to start with, Emily would have gone home. And I wonder if Sabaya and Caleb couldn't have run that game a little bit uh, after them, after uh, we got through Murgatory. Yeah. So I, I think Sabaya been,
0: would have been a great returner. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Kelly next. Uh, I, I really liked her. She was a threat. We, we got to see a lot more of her personality at Final Tribal. When she was on the jury, than we did during the game. I think that's because she was going out relatively early. Um, that they they just didn't. You know, she was on a tribe that you know. Bello only had one person go home. They were not much worse than Reba. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were a, they were a good tribe, and they really never went to tribal other than that one time, and that was a mixed. Um, that was when they had the the mixed-up tribe. So original Bellow never went to tribal. Um, and so we never really had a reason to see much from Kelly until she was going home. Right. But we we saw that she was a physical threat. We saw that she was socially strong. She was a strategic threat. She made some really good alliances. But I think two seasons, if, if they're doing a returner season for 50, I don't know that we'll remember Kelly that much. And that's good. You know, that's, that's the kind of person who can do really well. Uh, there's a reason that Sarah Luceno won Game Changers. Because you know, when I watched Token not Token Chains Kageon, as someone who had already seen Winners at War and knew that she was an eventual winner, I was able to spot the elements of her game. But I don't know that if, if you just watched Kageon that you would necessarily be like, is that somebody that needs to come back? I, I don't think so. And I think that Kelly might be somebody like that, that f- five seasons from now, when they do a returner season, we'll be like, oh yeah, she was on that season with uh, the, with, uh, uh, who won that? D. Yeah, she was on that season with D. Um, so I think she's, she'd be a really solid one. And my last pick, before we go to do your last pick, Give me my boy, Austin. I like that, yeah. I, I want to see Austin come back. I want to make sure we pick him. Um, I think we did one of these, and, and somebody obvious like an Austin didn't get
1: picked. I'll be, so, I wasn't going to pick Austin, and I was worried. Like, I was looking at the cast, and I was like, dang, if I don't pick Austin and Jeremy doesn't pick Austin, it's going to be the worst thing that we could have done because he's an obvious pick. Right. Now, I do also
0: think he's somebody that, like Caleb, you know, I think Kelly could come back on a winners at, or a uh, edge of extinction type season where you mix in a few returners with um, uh, with newbies or a, a, a blood versus water. She could do that. Austin has to be a um, second has chance. to be has to be a second chance in all returner season. Um, he could maybe do a blood versus water um, type season where. 50. <laughs> where, he, where he's on a tribe with all returners to start with. Um he could do something like that, but uh I just I would just love to see him playing because one thing that I don't remember if I said on the pod, I've definitely said to other people. And Jesse, uh from season whichever season Jesse was on Gabler's season, step 43, he was on Tyson's podcast recently and he kind of alluded to this that like He was playing a different game because showmance wasn't ever a thing for him. By the time he was on the island, he'd been married for 12 years. He wasn't – and I do think that you you get these people on the island that are – even if you don't go out there – and Dee and Austin both talked about this. They didn't go out there for looking for love. They went there and win a game, but they're 26, and they're attractive, and they're spending every waking moment together, and they're single. Like, that's going to happen. But I wonder if Austin were able to come back where like he, he either he and D are still together or they're not. And he's seeing like, you know, I thought I had something pretty good. It went as well as it could possibly get. We finished six. We, we finished uh, five to three uh, at final tribal. Um, she won. We, you know, we had a good thing going and it didn't work. Like, either one of those scenarios, I want to see him play when that's not a factor. I want to see how he's playing when he's just playing to win. Either whether it's because he and D are married now, you know, it's five years from now or whatever, or whether it's because he and D didn't work out. I want to see how that works. I want
1: to see how he plays in that scenario. Now, I think that's fair. And look, I mean, he he clearly has earned the opportunity to come back. I wasn't going to pick him, but not because I don't think he deserves a shot to come back. It's, I mean, truthfully, like this cast is, is interesting. I think to some degree it is top heavy, but I also think there's a lot of people that like, didn't get far enough that I want to see more of. Like, it's a very interesting balance for this cast. Like, I think there, like if you do one of those tier lists, I think there's a clear, like, tier one list where like it's emily d um probably austin and caleb and then i think there's a little bit of a drop down to a couple other tiers but again there's like there's not a there's not an f tier other than like the the people that quit or that wanted like you just throw them away like but the actual cast that tried to play the game from day one it's a really solid cast. Like, I mean, even like a Brando, I wouldn't be mad if they just decided to throw him on a season. Like, there wasn't anybody that I was just like, yeah, please never put that person on my screen again. Um, Because Brando, the thing about Brando that you're not going to pick him, right? No.
0: I liked about the thing that cost Brando is they got tribe swapped. He had a plan and Drew just went, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and and then sent Brando home <laughs> like he had a pretty good plan you know let's see hey, we've got a day and a half to make connections and and keep ourselves from going home we're both kind of nerdy guys let's just work together
1: you mm-hmm. know
0: that's that's not a terrible plan you gotta come up with something and Drew was just like no I'd rather not you're going home like that was uh, it, If if Brando gets randomly sorted into any other tribe he's probably not a target Um, and he might Uh have played a lot later.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there's really nobody on the cast where I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't really want to see that person. Um, there's also like Brando kind of falls in that category with like J Maya and maybe like Sifu where I'm like not clamoring for them to come back either, you know? Right. Um, but again, you throw them on a season. I'm like, Hey, look at, look at Sifu doing his all that Tai Chi stuff. That's cool. Um, I'm not mad about it. Uh, but I do think the other person I'll throw out there and I'm torn. There's, there's two that I really like here. Um, and I'll go, and this is going to sound ageist. I'm going to go with Drew because he's 23 and I think there's some time for him to really develop and, and figure some things out. Julie was my other one that I was thinking about, but I think it would be tough for Julie to come back and not get thrown on a season where, like, they just decided to target her because she's an older lady. Right. Um, well, because because the thing about it is,
0: there's if she's on an all-returner season, she would almost have to be, there's no room for dead weight. There's no room for, like, well, this person doesn't really... Because everybody there is a good player. And so... If you've got somebody on your tribe at the beginning who's a good player, but, like, you know, she was generally pretty good at challenges, but she was good at individual challenges. Right. If, you, if it's one of those, like, we, we had to swim and climb over a wall and she was the slowest one, and, she and she's on a tribe and it's a six-person tribe, and it's her and Jonathan and uh, uh, what's her name, the girl with the prosthetic leg, Noel and Cody and like, and it's, it's six really good players and she's a really good player, but she's the reason they're at tribal. They're just going to send her home uh, yeah. because there's not, well, Julie um, held us back at the challenge, but uh, this person over here doesn't even seem to want to be here. Like they don't know what they're doing. Uh, they don't know how yep. to make, they're not, that person doesn't exist. Those people aren't on returner seasons.
1: She could potentially come back in a edge of extinction season where she, kind of lays low with like the whole mama vibe thing. It's still tough. Yeah. Uh, And I would love to see her come back. Like she is on that honorable mention tier uh, or on a mission list where like she's actually probably in that top tier. And Drew's not necessarily in that top tier. I don't think. Um, But the reason I'm taking Drew, he's 23. He was really good at driving the boat until he wasn't, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, he was really good at driving the move until, well, until Austin blew up the boat. I mean, truthfully, like drew almost made the biggest move of the season, took out Julie and probably was going to take out D next. Um, drew is really Austin away from winning the season. I think his, his play may have actually been the tribal beforehand. Linking up with Katora, Bruce, Jake, and Emily and calling that a five and taking out the Rebas and then working with Emily and maybe bringing Austin back into the fold, working with Emily and Austin to then take out Bruce, Katora and Jake. Yeah. So I think Drew has to fix a couple things in his game i think he was a little too like uh rigid maybe i don't know if that's a great word but like no that's exactly right he's he was too
0: um and it was too uh extraneous or externally rigid that's what i'm going for we're like Plenty of people have plenty of people have listened to a pitch and listened to somebody tell them and go, oh, let's talk about it, and then did a confessional where they said I wasn't gonna do that. Drew would do it right to their face. <laughs> and it made it hard for people to work with him. It made it hard for it, it made it too easy for, for Jake to be like, Yeah, I can vote Drew out. <laughs> you know, like it it, it made it work right. people people didn't need much convincing because When you got down to where he got, he got so deep in the game that it was like, well, I can't count that Drew's going to work with me. Yeah. And he might could beat me, so I'm just going to send him home. Yeah. But, again, he's 23 years old. Yeah, plenty of time to change. I I don't think that's ageist at all, like, because he will change. He's not through growing. He's not through developing. He's not through um, maturing mentally. Um and emotionally and socially, uh, he'll be very fascinating to see play later.
1: And Julie, like Tyson and Julie doesn't have to change. That's the problem, right? If if Julie's look, too Julie's too good as it is. Gee, right? Not, I don't mean that as a bad thing. Julie genuinely is per. She played the perfect game for her archetype. I don't know if anybody's ever played the game the way that she played the game with her archetype. Um, she will go down as, and I've picked the older lady, the last four seasons in hopes that it would work out. She carried, she carried that torch for me. Um, I don't even know if I picked her. I'm sure I did. You did. Uh, She carried that torch and really took the torch and ran with, it. like, she was better than Heather. She was better than that one lady that I was just convinced was winning the thing. Um, she was better than uh, the other older lady that I picked. Tiffany. Tiffany. She's been better than all of those folks. And there was the one lady that like went off the deep end, like first vote though. That I was like convinced she was winning. She was gone like first episode. Don't remember her name at all, and I'm glad because um, she frustrated me. Uh, point is, Julie's one of those people that really cha- had needed to change nothing, but that's her problem there isn't really room for her to grow in the game and come back and win because if she comes back now, she's already played the perfect game for her to win and she lost it at five because she was arguably the best player left. Versus Drew goes home at six, went home in a way that like he could probably come back in any type of season and not be immediately targeted um he would do well in a second chance um but i think he would do fine in any other kind of returnee type season um and like he's again he just has so much room to grow and he's very smart and i think he's the type of person because he did talk about how that he took he basically didn't talk to the cast for like a year because he needed time to decompress um i'm sure he grew a lot during that time of decompressing Like I'm sure sure, he reflected back and I'm sure watching the season, he looks back now and goes, yeah, I, you know, at 23, like there were some things I probably could have done a lot better. If I come back on this show at 27 or 28, I think I can make a run and win this thing. Well,
0: and here's an important thing for particularly a smart male of that age range is that while the, edit isn't the complete story what he was able to see in Austin also very young there's several people in the season that are young you get very rarely in life do we get concrete evidence of what we don't know Mm -hmm. right like Drew will be able to sit down and see that oh that person was telling me the truth oh because Whereas I was sat there and said, well, you know, there are probably some people who, um, if they had listened to Jake, they would have, Drew will be able to look back at that season and see concrete evidence on his television screen of, if I had listened to Drew, to Jake here, we could have made this move. If I had listened to, if I had not been so quick to shut down this person here, they would not have been so keen to target me here. And and he could have seen the things that he couldn't have possibly known on the island. That doesn't really prepare you going forward in a second season. Because you'll be playing with different people. You know, it's not like you're going to get the exact same scenario. But what it the one of the biggest things you can learn in life is knowing that there are things you don't know. And you might not necessarily know what those things are, but Drew seems like a person who thought that every, that he had his hands around everything. And what watching the season allowed him to do is see all the things he didn't know. Some of which never impacted him. Some of which impacted him. He didn't realize it until they watched the show, but all the things that were going on that he could not have possibly known. And that is, you know, ties together a lot of what we talked about tonight is all the things that, you know, Katura had no way of knowing that um, Austin was going to throw a vote on Julie and D was going to throw a vote on Jake and Julie or D was going to throw a vote on uh, her and uh, J- Jake was going to play his idol. She didn't know all that stuff, but knowing that there are things you don't know would be big for anybody, especially somebody like Drew, and he's he's seen hard evidence of that now. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed the season. I, I'm seeing mixed reviews online. I, I thought this was the best season of the new era. I thought it was uh ninety minutes was big, some really good arcs, uh really good editing, uh really good cast overall once we got the quitters out of the way. Um I really liked this season.
1: Yeah, I did too. I, I, I've seen the hate online and I just I don't get it. Um, you know, this was I mean, Hannah had never seen it before. This was a, or hadn't seen it in a long time. This was a perfect one to get her back involved in Survivor. Uh, She was excited to watch it every week. Um, I think if I I had tried to bring her in on some of the other new seasons, like the Gabler season in particular, that would have been a tough one to try to sell her on. Uh, Last season, 44. I mean, I don't think we could have made it through the first three episodes. No. They couldn't get out of their own way. The production-wise couldn't get out of their own way uh, in the edit um, to really give us the show we wanted, uh, which was: hey, stop doing these small tribes and also protecting three people here and three people there, doing all this weird stuff. Like, once they started letting them actually eliminate the people they wanted to eliminate. And we got down to really good players, it became a good season. But by that point, everybody that's starting off is off of is is done. In this particular season, even with the quitters involved, there was still a lot of high-level gameplay going into the tribal council of the nights they quit. That it was a little disappointing when they were like, Yeah, we're quitting. So you don't actually get to see who was gonna get to go home tonight. It was disappointing but it was high level, you know, for 88 minutes before that. Um, and we would we haven't gotten that from previous season. You're right. The 90 minutes was big. I mean, I hope they do not change that. I hope they keep that format. I think it's the best format they could possibly have. Um, I would not mind a themed season soon. They got to um, do something.
0: It. I mean, there's a reason that we're sitting here going, uh, was Gabler on Romeo's season? Was Gabler on... Is Jonathan on Gabler's season? I, yeah. There's a reason we're sitting here and we can't keep track of these seasons because there's no... It's the same thing.
1: Right. I'd really like to see a themed season. I don't know what that looks like. Um, I don't want some big clunky twist or fire tokens or whatever. I don't need all that. But I would like to see a Blood versus Water... Uh, uh, Beauty, Brains, and Brawn again. Some, something along those lines.
0: I like those kind of themes. The themes that um, just impact the cast and not necessarily the mechanic. I wouldn't mind another Redemption Island. I really enjoyed Blood versus Water, Redemption Island. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it has to be something that makes sense. and um, I think the thing with Redemption... Uh, If you're going to do a season like that, bring all returnees back in. Something like that, I think, is another key. Um, Because I don't necessarily know the newbies enough to care about watching them battle back. But I would like to see somebody like Rick Devins get voted out and know that there's a place for him on redemption. And he's good enough to go win some of those challenges that he could work his way back in versus... You know, there were a couple of these seasons, Jeremy, if there was a Redemption Island, I wouldn't have cared enough about somebody coming back or whatever. So I do think it needs to be a returnee season of some sort. Um, I did
0: not need to see Brando versus J. Maya in our Redemption Island
1: challenge. Yeah, that would have been horrendous. I wouldn't have cared. I would have just been like, okay, can we just get to somebody that I actually... Not that i Like, it just would not have been fun. Um, right. But I do think that, like... If you give me Rick Devins versus, uh, honestly, me- Rick Devins versus Austin, in yeah, Devins. Or,
0: or Devins versus Caleb, or Devins versus, uh, uh, there was a girl a couple seasons ago, uh, Cassidy.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, give me, I mean, it, it depends on how far we're going back. Give me like a Victoria versus, um, versus D. Um, Victoria versus um, Noel, like there, yeah. there are a lot of really fun ones. If in the a lot of it depends on how far we're going back. I'll tell you, I, the cutoff for me would be somewhere around David versus Goliath. Um, I would want it to be like if we're going to do a returning season. I don't know that I want to see super old see folks coming back. Um, I think
0: I think the way to cut it, and you know, we're speaking of cutting it. We're we're getting close to where we need to cut our yeah. <laughs> I mean, they cut our episode we're, we're we're doing uh we're having fun that's that's the issue but uh, when was the last I was trying to find a list of the seasons um oh, here we go twenty one to forty when was the last regular um the last regular
1: um Returnee season. Not Winners at War. Not Winners at War? Was it Game Changers or Ghost Island? Uh, was, Go- was
0: Ghost Island what Returnee Season? was, was
1: New Beats. Never mind, no. It was, they were replaying. As... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah my Let's bad. Let's
0: see. Game like, Changers was 34.
1: Yep. It Looking... had happen,
0: right? Yeah, so Game Changers was the last...
1: So, so maybe everybody after Game Changers, yeah, um... you can call it game Changers forward, and you could call it Game Changers too. I mean, like yeah. that's the most clean. That's the cleanest way to bring back the best of those, of those seasons is call it Game Changers because then what that allows you to do versus like Second Chances depends on what your definition is. To me, Second Chance is people that got very deep in the game, um, and made like one mistake. Game Changers allows you to do some some. Some real weird stuff you can pick somebody that maybe didn't get very far but they invented like a, a type of like splitting the votes a certain way they changed something within the within the survivor verse um, see
0: I'm the reverse I think second chances is broader like yeah because uh, second so- chances allows you to play like, bring back somebody like Sabaya. you know uh, let's give her a second chance to play in a tribe that doesn't suck.
1: Um,
0: it allows you to bring back somebody like Devin's though that gets a second chance to play after getting so close Um, it gives you a chance to bring back um, somebody like Kelly from the season that shall not be named get a second chance to play without Dan Um, so to me second chances is a little broader it's it's, maybe that's um,
1: it, like I said, it really depends on definitions. There, I think second chance for me, I like seeing the ones that like were one step away type second chancers, um, like closer, like got really close to the end. Um, but I guess you're right. I mean, I guess you could throw a Sabaya on there, and it would make perfect sense. Versus, like with game changers, though, you can you can kind of manipulate some things there. Yeah. Like you could put uh, Davy or Carl for being the first people to like correctly use some of those advantages that maybe they didn't go super far in the game. Like Carl, I'm not saying I necessarily want to see Carl play again. I'm just saying like those are some yeah. of those loose, the loose definitions they use the first time with game changers. They could do that again. Yeah. Um, and it, but it also allows them with, with sometimes with game changers is you can put five or six really big, big fish on that season. And it allows, like, you could put, it's why they were able to put, like, Tony, Sandra, and a couple other really big fish on Game Changers. And why Sarah was able to go out and win it is because she was able to keep a lower profile.
0: Yeah. That's fair.
1: So, I, and, I think because Game Changers
0: a, does allow you to put winners, whereas Second Chances doesn't. Right. So if there were a couple
1: of winners, like, if you wanted to let Erica play. Um, so that She deserved it. Yeah. Um, That will be really fun um you could even bring back uh you know a mary Ann, who's just a great like great personality you could bring her back you could bring nick back um chris underwood underwood would be phenomenal for our game changers because he was the first person to correctly utilize taking off the uh the necklace like that that is a game changer uh by definition so that's where yeah. You get to, you, you, it opens up the winners a little bit um, versus second chance. You can't bring a whack a winner. Um, that's right. And that could raise – it allows you to put a Caleb on a season like Game Changers so that he doesn't get voted out third.
0: Yeah, that's fair. the
1: winners are going to take some off of him. So they should just let
0: us cast a Game Changers. And, and maybe – our 100th episode, we'll be doing just that. That's an idea. But
1: I love that. Let's, uh, let's lock in something along those lines.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, but I I really enjoyed this season, Justin. I'm, I'm thankful for another opportunity to watch another season of Survival with you.
1: Me too, buddy. This has been fun. I can't believe we've hit 99 episodes, even though we got our first double can pop out of the way. One episode too early. Um, we'll take it. We'll
0: take it. Uh, but y'all have a good weekend, a, a happy holiday season, a merry Christmas, happy new year, all that.
1: Take care.